Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously with your hosts and the hostess with the mostest, <laughs> Kathy Boyd and Randy Boyd here, guys. Well, we like to have a little fun now yeah. and then and laugh now and then, yeah. um, especially during the holidays. So yeah. holidays can be a, a drab a drab time for many, many people, and uh, we don't like that. We don't like to see people down and out, so hopefully we can bring a little bit of... Hey, if you got me in your life, nothing's drab. <laughs> I like to have fun. Yeah, I like to celebrate. Yes, I know. Everybody knows, Kathy. All right, That's, I mean, I'm the yin to his yang. He's the yang to my yin yeah. because I am the one that is ready to have a party all the time. Well, who's the one that who's the one that embarrasses you every time we go to the stores and stuff? Well, you do too, but so I'm talking you. the holidays. I'm talking Thanksgiving and I'm mm-hmm. talking Christmas. Those are my days that I like to celebrate and be around family and all of that fun stuff. But with there, that being said, there are many, many yeah. people out there that the holidays are not fun at all. So this particular episode is going to help you with that um this is going to be dealing with uncomfortable situations especially during the holiday now a lot of these apply can apply to every day yes um but probably more so during the holidays because people are just amped up in a different way during the holidays there's stress that's involved with it um workflows change during the holidays kids are out of school during the holidays Um, there's just a lot more going on a lot more on people's plates so we want to kind of go through some steps and some tools that we can help you with uh, to deal with uncomfortable situations. And and, we want to say also that, you know, we talk about a lot of the stuff in in, in our episodes, different different recovery stuff, healing stuff, and so on and so forth. And we just want to assure you that we know it's not easy. You know, we talk as though it is. It's because, (laughs) you know, we've done a lot of it, so we know that it's hard. We still struggle with a lot of it. We still struggle with it, right. So, you know, it's just, this has been our experience. It's helped us get through different situations and holidays in our life, Um, you know, work through our marriage issues, our our family issues and everything else. And we know none of it that we're suggesting it's easy, no. not at all. Matter of fact, you're probably laughing at us. Yeah, right, boy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds real good. See how that goes. See my how family. simple that is. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. So we, first of all, we want to we want to make sure you guys understand that we yeah. know that this is like this is hard work. There's nothing easy about it, and there never will be. Okay, but we have to go through some this kind of pain in order to heal. Yeah. There's a, there's there's no right. there's pain equals growth there when we when we work through and journey through change equals growth we if you want to change you've got to work through some of the hard stuff through some of the hard stuff so tell us let's start out with a couple couple things especially around the holidays Uh, it's very very stressful can be very stressful for families and remember your kids are under stress sometimes too because their environment has changed a little bit so And, and, and that's a good point we have to remember that um 
we we um, uh, exert a lot of energy, and people pick up on that energy, yeah. right? I mean, it's just our kids. Whether you believe in that or not, I, that's okay. But he's good at it. I'm really good at picking up on energy. <laughs> so um, we may seem like we're okay, but sometimes we're not. Energy so tells us different. Tells us differently. Yeah. So a lot of times, what we have to do, we might be heading into a family situation or any kind of situation. And we're, might, maybe we're dreading it. Who knows what it is? So the first thing that I would suggest is that we need to adjust our attitude. Now, here, here's, here's what I want to say about that. And I learned this lesson when I was in college, in my psychology, one of my psychology classes. So I had a professor that she was extremely intelligent. And she taught more at a master's level than at, a, at, a, at, a, at an undergraduate level, right? And I was struggling with her. It's like, man, I, I just, she goes too fast, all this different things. So I call up a, uh, a classmate of mine that uh, from high school, believe it or not, and we talked on the phone. That was a long time ago. That was a long, hey, 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 <laughs> you almost got me saying it. Uh-huh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> at any rate, what she told me was this. She goes, Randy, your professor's not going to change. She's not going to change the way she teaches. So therefore, you have to adapt to her way of teaching, right? And then that, what do you, what do you mean? Okay, so we're not control. We can't control the, the things that people say or things that people do, right? Mm-hmm. So what I what I had to learn how to do is how to deal with the way she, how to work with the way she was teaching. It was the smartest piece of advice I've gotten. Period. In school and, and also in life. I was going to say right. that's a that's a that's, useful tool. It's for... a very useful tool because when I when I adjusted myself, I got straight A's in that class. Right. And she was a tough professor, right? And so, but I I'm the one that had to make the adjustment. So a lot of times, it's like, oh, I don't want to go to that meeting because there are a bunch of clowns and blah blah blah. Well, what can you take to the meeting? Mm-hmm. What can you bring to your family that's going to make them see that you have cha- you're starting to change and you change in certain areas? You know, there's a quote here I want to share on this uh, about adjusting our attitude. Um, this Dr. Diep Ho, H-O, he's a family medicine physician at Scripps Clinic in Rancho San Diego. And he says, try focusing on the positive, which is before get-togethers with family members, Think about the qualities you like in them rather than focusing on the negative. And so I think that Mm -hmm. example that you just gave, um, once you were able to see that the positive in that person, you adjusted your attitude, which changed how you received information in that class. Exactly. And, and, you know, playing the devil's advocate, yeah, but, you know, they got a lot of positive, but right away they attacked the negative in me. How come out, you know, it's... That's where it comes down to. It's better to love than to be loved. And better to understand than to be yeah. understood. It's like yeah. we, uh, what, you know, Mahat Gandhi. I think I said his name right. He says, "Be the change that you want to see in the mm-hmm. world." Right? Yeah. Bring that. Bring that into your family. Yeah. Make you you adjust your attitude, okay? Because you can't control other people's attitudes, right? Or, or what they say, do, or, or think. Yeah, and that kind of leads to the next uh, le- next one is have realistic expectations. Even what you shared about your professor, professor <laughs> is that we can't expect people to change. Let's say you have a family member that um, 
that you know you've got a favorite aunt and she's constantly saying oh when are you going to get married or when are you going to buy a house or when are you going to do this or when are you going to move out all those things that aunt's probably not going to change right so she's right. he or she aunt uncle whoever this they've behaved that way for many many years so when you have a difficult family member or a difficult friend even this could be anybody mm-hmm. you kind of have to minimize your contact with those difficult relatives because having an expectation that they're going to change is only going to hurt you over and over and over again. So have realistic expectations, have an understanding that they are who they are, that they're not going to change, but I will be the one that will make the change. The change will be me, not them. Exactly. So one thing that I heard in, in, um, early on in recovery is watch your expectations, Mm -hmm. watch your expectations. And, and we put those high expectations on people, and that what that's doing is it's setting us up for resentment. Yeah. Right? You know, and it's not a good place to be. And then, so I, I want to bring this up on expectations because this really threw me threw a curveball at me. Yeah, made you realize. Well, so then, I, then you go to church, have high expectations, have high expectations, mm-hmm. have high, whoa, whoa, wait, time out. No expectations, high expectations. Here, here's, here's how it was explained to me. Watch your expectations with human beings, but have high expectations of what God can do for you. Mm, that's okay? beautiful. So it, that, that really clarified it for me because Deborah, our, my therapist, our therapist, said, Randy, people are going to let you down. They're going to break you trust. Right? They're going to hurt you, and they're going to lie to you. I mean, I wanted to just slap her. When she told me that, I was like, "Come on, really?" Yeah. But that—that—that's the reality of life. Man will hurt you. Man will hurt you. Yeah, that'll and happen. Because you might be on a recovery journey, you know. As I was on a recovery journey, and a lot of people are on a recovery journey, they say once you walk outside the rooms of recovery, or once you walk outside the, the your front door, even though you're living a life of recovery, people out there don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just flat don't. So. That's why your expectations are really, really important. Yeah. Another thing we need to do is we need to keep potentially upsetting topics off limits. Let's talk politics. No, I am. We have some friends. The guys like to talk politics. Us girls, no, no, no. It's bad. It's bad. Um, It creates uh, tension even in us. So Randy Uh, has on. Randy is honored my request mm-hmm. to not talk about it mm-hmm. um, I have the attitude is until it affects me I'm not going to even engage in it that's mm-hmm. just a choice that I have made but when you're around family and friends during the holidays sometimes politics comes up and not everybody wants to hear it um, remember this is a time of Thanksgiving this is a time of gathering right. of family and friends this is a time of showing kindness and love and if there are topics um, that are being brought up you can excuse yourself yeah, you can absolutely. say, you know what, I prefer not to engage in this conversation. Yeah. If they choose to go on, you can say, you know what, I'm going to leave the room. Right. You know, you you have to protect yourself in those situations. <laughs> so not only do you be cautious of your of your uh, conversations and topics that are upsetting right. to people, right. is protect yourself as well. Protect yourself. Self care in that. Yeah, it's my my one of my number one mentors, way spiritual days. He um. He told me this. He goes, Randy, integrity. Mm-hmm. That's good. Integrity is the most important thing in your life. He goes, you walk away from every conversation you have 
no matter how toxic it is coming out of the other person, you walk away from that conversation, leaving their integrity perfectly intact. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. They'd be calling you a stupid SOB and you this and you that and blah, 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 blah. Right? It's just simply, you know what? This conversation is over. I'm going to walk away right now. When you want to have a conversation, a civil conversation where we can talk civilly to each other, I'll be glad to sit down. Right. But until then, nobody, nobody can talk to me the way you're talking. Yeah. Bye. And you walk, instead of, I used to like, if you attack me, oh, it was ugly. You were going to turn, turn oh, the tables right boy, there. Oh, boy, could, could I turn the tables? So that kind of leads to the next one, which is accept the only thing you can control in your reaction. That's you. What can you control in your reaction? Shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can't stop people. You can't. You can't. You, yeah, you, you can't. And I, I'm going to go right to Kathy and I. Right. The more <clears throat> here's what here's what happens. Right. A lot of us have lost our voices at a very young age, and I don't mean verbally. I mean emotionally. We can't speak what we say. You're stupid, why are you saying that? We got beat out of it. A thousand different things, right? So then as we become adults, now we're adults and nobody's gonna tell me what I can and can't say or how I can and can't talk, right? So what would happen was, is that as Kathy and I would start a conversation, I didn't feel she was hearing me, that I would take it up a notch, mm -hmm. right? And then if I didn't feel she could hear me at that, that decibel, I would go up even higher. To eventually, not pretty. <laughs> I was screaming at her. And the only thing that I ever did was push her away from me. Right. She didn't want to talk. I'm done. She'd go slamming the door in her bedroom. She's not a door slammer. But my reaction, right? And it, it, this took a while for both of us. We're still working on it. But I can remember all of a sudden... Kathy and I, there was a conversation, and I just caught myself, and I just walked away. Yeah. Because I'm done talking. See, because really, nobody can enforce you to engage in a conversation no. that you're that's a negative no. conversation or one that you don't want to be in. Nobody can you make have you have to be able to walk away. Yeah. Nobody can make you do or say anything you don't want to do or say. Mm -hmm. You you have to understand that that you are in control of you, right? That other person, Kathy's not God. She can't make me feel any way. She yeah. can't. Make me say anything or do anything I don't want to do. You just say, I simply do not want to get into the conversation right now about that. But, 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 but. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to do that. No. So the next little topic we have um, is don't drink too much. No. <laughs> Randy can't drink at all. I occasionally. Well, I can. You, well, you could, but I'd be afraid to see what those consequences look like. Um, but those that do drink, um, I know from my experience, I am not an alcoholic. Um, I have the ability to have a drink or two every now and then. Um, I don't engage in it on a regular basis. But I do know that when I have drank too much, this was pre-Randy's recovery, it only led to arguments, it led to fights, it led to loud voices. I mean, don't drink too much sounds really obvious, but when you... Think about the damage that it causes. We talked about not having that voice. Those are opportunities where my voice shut down because I didn't want to engage in conflict. Mm -hmm. And a lot of conflict comes out of drinking too much. So just be mindful. I think it's just being mindful of, of your surroundings, being mindful of, of who you are. Know your limits. Um, and just be kind and considerate to the other people in the environment that you're spending your holidays with, too. But how much is too much? 
that is different for everybody. And right. for you, one is too much. Yeah, but what what could be some, you know, the, when you say that, mm. right, there's some definite signs that could, could come into play. Um, I, I'm going to give an example. That it wasn't me, okay? But Kathy and I used to go to her Christmas parties all the time. Oh, yeah. And we were part of the group, you know, the, the office there, and we partied, and we drank, and we danced. We did all that stuff. And I remember, I think it was my second year of sobriety, we went to her Christmas party. It was at... Um, one of the casinos. One of the casinos out there in Coachella. And I, I saw all these other couples walk in that we used to party with at, at, at the uh, Christmas parties. And they were all, you know, with each other, being lovey-dovey, right? And then they all kind of took off drinking, right? And as the night progressed, and it didn't take much, right? All of a sudden, I noticed all the guys, they weren't married anymore. <laughs> Dang! It was bad. I mean, real bad. I, I thought to myself, was that me? Mm. Was that me when I used to drink like that? So, you know, how much is too much? If you it's know, affecting who you are, it's exactly. way too much. If it's affecting the true self, yeah. right? Okay. That's, that's one too many. That's one too many. Yeah. For, for a lot of people, one sip is too, is too many. Yeah. Honestly saying, right? Um, so. so, you know what? This next topic is something that you do quite often. Well. You have done quite often. Yeah, uh, your exactly. health has been affecting some of it. But getting active, what is what does that look like to you? Or like when you're in an environment with uncomfortable people, how does getting active help you? Well, in an environment with, with, with different with uncomfortable people, um, today I don't put myself, myself, I don't put myself in that environment. Um, but the thing about being active Deborah used to say this to me all the time. You know, I, I love I love hunting and fishing. I'm not going to lie about that. I love the outdoors. I love the beach. Um, I, I love all that stuff. And we used to do, you know, we, we're going to, Kathy and I will start doing more now that she's retired. But we used to do a lot of camping and fishing and hunting and, and all that stuff. But I can remember Deborah one day, she we were talking, my therapist, and she goes, um, you haven't been out much, outside much, have you? Mm. And I go, uh, no, I haven't, Deborah. I, I just, I don't know why. I think I'm busy. I, who knows? And she goes, Randy, she goes, you need, you need to be outside. You need to be active. It's a huge part of your recovery. Yeah. And it makes me feel good about me. It makes me feel good when I'm out, you know, 100 miles on the ocean with, the, with my fishing buddies catching fish. It makes me feel good when I'm up in the high country with my son hunting, you know, hunting whatever I'm hunting. I can say too, with you being active, it creates a whole different you. Yeah. And so I think for anybody who struggles uh, with people, um, being active allows you to show up differently in those relationships. Right. Um, both your in love, your friends, your work environment, whatever that might look like. So um. I think being active is really important for anybody. Because when we feel good about ourselves, we're going to feel good about everything around us. Well, and, and even, um, you know, I had COVID a year ago, and, you know, it was like <clears throat> I've been fighting health since then, different back, whatever, not not as active as I would like to be mm -hmm. physically that way. But Kathy would even tell me, go down and have coffee with a cycle, with your cycling friends, man. Just go. You, you need those people in your life. And, you know, they don't drink. I mean, I'm sorry. They drink, but... They're very, all of them are family people. Yeah. They're great yeah, people, man. We love them all. We love being with them. 
And, it, and it, she go, Ray, just go down and meet him for coffee, even though you can't ride. And I and, and I would do that, and it would make my day a lot better. So it, it, it's important to find those friends with some common interests. I was just going to say, not only get active, but get active with people who like to do the same thing right, that you do. Right, exactly. Because yeah. even in those moments like you had during the COVID period, just sitting around people who are active that you're normally active with will lift you up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I got, you know, they, they have fun with me. They make me laugh. They make fun of me. They, you know, it's just part of it. <laughs> it's all good fun. But yeah. here's the other thing that um, I, I did, and, I, and I'm still, I wish I still was with, with Anthony, um, uh-huh. was I gave myself a gift um, probably, well, I was 51, 52, probably 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I don't know when. And I, and I love playing guitar. I, I really love the instrument. And I and I decided that I'm gonna give myself the gift of taking lessons for uh, Spanish guitar, and I did that for about five years. And it's a very intense way. It's a very intense instrument to play, especially Spanish guitar. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of work to do. So I gave myself that gift. I still got guitars here. I don't. You play I, beautifully. I will just say he doesn't believe in himself here, but when he plays every night before we go to bed, yeah. um, it's beautiful to hear. So thank you, baby. I like yeah. hearing that. So find find things that you like to do, yeah. right? And um, it changes a, the mindset yeah. definitely. Don't ever believe that you know what I was told to recover that you can do Randy whatever you want in life. Yeah, you got do it. You just just don't drink. I love this next topic, and this is a topic we've been practicing for the month of November. Is practice gratitude. Take time out every day. And acknowledge the things that you're grateful for. It yes. can be the littlest things like your cat, your dog, your hamster. Um, it could be, you know, your friends. It could be the fact that you have a job. It could be the fact that you have life. You have lungs, air in your lungs. You roof have health. You have a roof bed. over your head. Oh, my gosh. Food we can go on and yeah. on and on. But practicing gratitude changes the attitude. Yeah. So uh, even in an uncomfortable situation during the holidays, there's always something to be grateful for. <laughs> always something to be grateful for. Be grateful for. that you're not the guy getting drunk and causing yeah. all the problems. Hey, I, I mean, there's always yeah. something to there's be grateful always for. Something to God, be grateful I'm glad for. that ain't me. Better, better to him than me. You yeah, know? so just, oh. you know, it's, anxiety can diminish by focusing on the things that we right. are we have bring value to, and we bring value to the things we're grateful for. You know, when you talk about anxiety, I, I, I want to touch on this, because I'm not going to downplay clinical anxiety, because I had it, and it's not fun. It sucks, to be honest with you. But I, a psychiatrist that I was doing some work with, one day he came up to me with a couple different things. One of them was about anxiety. He goes, Randy, I want you to think about this. Not downplaying, there's clinical anxiety, and you know you got it, and that takes med, that takes... Med. But he goes, ask yourself this question. What am I anxious about? Is it self-induced anxiety? Or is it something, is it the clinical part of me? Mm-hmm. Most of them, I believe, can be, I created the anxiety. I'm going to some function that I don't want to go, so I'm anxious. I got this anxiety. Well, I don't know how to handle this anxiety, right? That could be death because that could be when a drink will help, right? We don't, we don't want to put ourselves in that position. Um, so be real careful on the anxiety because oftentimes you can, you can stop it by... by how did I create this anxiety? Where's it coming from in my head? 
and what can I do to stop it? Yeah. Now that's not clinical, okay? This is if it's non-clinical. Yeah. What about tolerance? How do you practice tolerance? Tolerance is another. I'm married to tool. you for thirty-nine years. I gotta be tolerant. Wait a minute. I have been tolerant. <laughs> Actually, we've been tolerant of each other. We will. We have to admit that. But how are you tolerant with difficult people? People will That's irritate right. us. People will frustrate us. You know, I, I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to God because um, here's here's the number one thing that you must learn to do. And it's I don't there's hard. a lot of must. There's not a, there's not a lot. But I will tell you this, you must learn not to take things personally. It's not about you. You need to understand that. Yeah. And I know that read the four agreements with Don Ria, Don Miguel Ruiz. It's, he explains it very well in there. Right? <clears throat> Jesus says all we're supposed to do is love people. Mm-hmm. All right? I have one guy on, uh, I think as I talk Kathy, I won't, I won't say his name. And I worked with this guy over a year. Um, and mostly was on phone because he was in LA and, and so on and so forth. And, and he had been molested by some people in a nightclub back in the 70s. And it finally got to the point to where, um, and he was a little bit delirious because he's done a lot of meth. And it just, I, I, the only thing I could do is love him, knowing how broken he was and what he had gone through, right? Yeah. And it would ta- tolerance was that, my tolerance was tested. And, and it finally came down to the point to where too many things were, were lining up and going to different circles and so on and so forth. So I finally had to, with a lot of love and integrity, say, you know what, you're gonna have to find somebody else because I can't, I can't help you. But Kathy even goes, what are you talking to him for? La, 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 you know. It was hard. It, it, you it was know, hard it was, to hear right. his side of the, Randy's side of the conversations right. because I could see how it was stirring so much up right. in him. Right, So it's just, you know, it's, like, it's one day on the patio of the AA meeting I used to go to, I was talking to somebody and it just came to me, Randy, if God was standing right here with you, how would you have this conversation? How would you be speaking to this person? Right. I was a jerk for a long time. I was a flat donkey, you mm-hmm. know, being nice about it, <laughs> being a donkey, right? To, to be, I mean, I, I really was. I thought I was all um, charismatic and, and, you know, all this and all that and happy to like oh, and yeah. love and this and love that, which it, which that was me. That, that honestly was just how you but presented it, But yeah. I wasn't projecting it, yeah, right? Was... And so I, I wouldn't tolerate people. I would just as soon kick you to the curb. I'm done with you, man. You got your. So it's very important. Grace comes with tolerance as well. Yes, grace. Having grace and understanding, being sympathetic and compassionate uh, to others because we don't always know what they've gone through. We don't always know what they're experiencing. We don't know what kind of a struggle they're in. Uh, So learning tolerance and not taking things personally are are key. Yeah, and so during the holidays, right? Remember that you, you might be only be interacting with that person for an hour, two, three, four, five, maybe, maybe, maybe six hours. It, it's going to end. Yeah. And what, what are, what are they, what was their life? You know, what are they going through in life? And I would do this too, because remember that everybody has an opinion and it's not right or it's not wrong. It's an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I would get in some, some heated things about different things with opinion, not heated, but they'd, they'd be, Pretty heavy discussion. Escalated, escalated, 
scones with, <laughs> with you know. And so eventually, I would have to tell tell myself to wait a minute. What's he? What's he? What's this person really trying to tell me? And I might walk away, or I did a lot of times walk away, and say, you know what? Hmm. hmm. I never thought about this the way you're explaining it to me. Yeah. I think I'm gonna give it some thought. Maybe I'll get back to you. That's about being open-minded. Being open-minded, exactly. Well. That's so and good. then I would walk away. So yeah, that's great. You, you just learn to be tolerant. That you know you can't change people. Yeah. It's all part of control. You can't yeah. you can't control what people say to you or, or, or think. We got a couple more here, but this one I love. I, me, the happy person. Oh, good. The glass is always half full. Bring a happy reminder. Like if you're going out uh, to a friends or family, bring something that makes you happy. Maybe it's. The, maybe it's a certain outfit that you're wearing, or maybe it's a, a, a the picture on your phone. You know, the the phone that you've got your or the picture on your saved screen. Um, things that are going to make you smile. Things that are going to make you remember who you are, who God's created you to be. Um, that helps relieve stress. Just having those happy little moments. And then the final thing that we have is to take a deep breath or five. Um, I'm going to share real quick on yeah, something yeah. that works for me. Um, when I have been in struggles, I did this a lot with work um, because I dealt with a lot of people, a lot of difficult situations, a lot of difficult people. Um, Talk about tolerance. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I would do, and I, I learned this early on in my journey, is I would take a deep breath in. So it was like bringing God in, and I would take it and let that blow out very, very slowly. So what I was doing is bringing God in and then releasing the stress, releasing the intolerant people, releasing the frustrations. And so for me, taking a deep breath was a really super cool tool that I did. So it was breathing God in and letting the rest out. And so when I did that, I released myself of that and allowed God to work in and through me. And so for me, taking a deep breath, once, two, three times a day, four, whatever it took, whenever I was feeling anxious, and I still do that today, even though I'm not working, if I'm in an anxious or a uh, little stressful moment, um, I will still do that. So let's do something hmm. real quick because you deal with anxiety sometimes. Mm, yeah. And when you fly. When I fly. And you just, we just flew together. Well, you flew to Vegas and back on your own. Yeah. You used what you had to use to get there and back. Mm -hmm. But we just flew to California, right? Then you were fine, mm -hmm. right? And what you what you told me was, I just need to sit on an aisle seat. Yeah. So yeah, I found that you know when I'm anxious like that, I found I realized that I used to always want to be the window seat. You know, always want to look out the window, have a place to lay my head. But I realized that puts me in a very confined area. So I've learned that for me. My deep breath is the aisle seat yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that I feel more open, that right. I feel, um, so, you know, just learn, deep breaths might not always be a breath. It might be a shift of where you sit, right. exactly. a change of right. your environment. Um, yeah. So it's really important. But when we're dealing with difficult people, sometimes that deep breath just allow for me, allows God to come in to the situation and, and removes it, me from it. And, and again, we want you to remember this, that. You have the perfect right to walk away from a difficult situation. Just yeah. do it. Just do it with the other, leaving the other person's integrity intact. Yeah. You. This is when you can be selfish, because you're taking care of you. You're learning new behaviors, which are which are difficult at at mm. best, right? Yeah. Until you get them down. So you have the perfect right to take care of you 
in these difficult times and situations. Right. Don't ever forget that. Don't let, don't let anybody tell you you don't. Now, and the last two items that we just want to remind you of, too, is when you're in a holiday family function or friends giving, right. um, whatever that environment is, is have a plan. Have an exit plan. Entrance and exit an plan. An entrance and exit plan. And make sure you have a mentor, a sponsor, a coach, a friend, somebody that knows where you're going to be right. that you can say, hey, if I'm in a difficult situation, do you mind if I call right. you? And then utilize that person. Don't be afraid to. So stay in contact with them. Mm-hmm. Those are the two easiest tips that we can give you when you're dealing with right. uncomfortable situations exactly. during the holidays. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I know these are some of the things that um, we have experienced ourselves. Yep. Um, some things that are were new for us, too, that we realized that we could implement when we were in those uncomfortable situations. So thank you guys for... For listening and tuning in this week. I um, want to remind you that you can contact us through changeyourlifestorynow.com. If you go there, there is a contact form. Reach out to us. We do have available a free 30-minute consultation if you're looking for life coaching. If there's just something you're struggling with, maybe it's a relationship, um, maybe it's a work environment, maybe it's uh, self-esteem, marriage. Uh, marriage, whatever that might be, go to changeyourlifestorynow.com to our information you'll find our contact information there it'll send us an email we will reach out and contact you um, and set up for your free 30-minute consultation Um, we also wanted to share that in conjunction with change your life story now we have our foundation which is the courageous healers foundation we are a 501 501c well you said it right 501 3 C. 501 3 C. 3 C. Oh my gosh, why is that so difficult? We're having I'm fun struggling with this today. Yeah, today. Yeah, um, anyway, so we are a nonprofit yeah, foundation just keep it that, um, way. that help men, women, children, families deal with the scars, heal with the scars. I shouldn't say deal because they've been dealing with it all their life. Mm-hmm. We want to heal those scars um, of abuse, whether it be um, physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual. Um, relationships that have been affected as a result of those scars. We're here to do that. Um, Randy has worked on that for all of his recovery journey, and God has brought him to a place where he can help others as well. Um, I, on the other hand, it's like addiction. It's a family. uh, Addiction being a family disease, abuse affects the family as Mm -hmm. well. So I have learned, uh, have obtained some tools myself on how I manage through some of that. Um, and so we're here to help. In order for us to do that, in order to keep us at a nonprofit status, we are looking for your donations. And I know this is the time of year where finances are a little more of a struggle because of the holidays. But if you have it in your heart to make a donation, whether it's a one-time donation or a monthly donation, you can connect through changeyourlifestorynow.com to the Courageous Healers Foundation website. Mm-hmm. Um, if finances are not for you to, at this time, we totally understand, but we just ask that you prayerfully keep us in your prayers, that the foundation will continue to grow, that we will continue to reach those that are in need of healing, and um, we just thank you for those donations. We do have a few that are donating on a monthly basis, and we are forever grateful mm-hmm. for those donations because it does allow us to continue to offer services at little to no cost to our clients so we appreciate you for that and you want to share about your book yeah and then the last thing is my book healing the wounded child within which is a good place for anybody to start that's dealing with any kind of abuse issues it's a book of hope and healing 
But that's available uh, in English and in Spanish. Yes. It's available in English and si, paperback. Senor. Yeah. <laughs> it's available in English on in paperback, Kindle, and in Audible. And it's in Spanish and paperback and Kindle. They're all available on Amazon. So get awesome. your books there. And those make a good Christmas gift, yes. too. So if you know of somebody who has struggled in these areas of abuse, feel free to place your order as well that's a great christmas gift and it might even be a gift for you too if you have a family member if you are a family member of somebody who's been abused i know for me the book even though i lived it it was so different to read it but then it also made me realize okay i get it now it all makes sense because when you're living it you're just living you're just going you're just all the balls are in the air but when i read the book it was like aha i had my own aha moment so I'd encourage family members to get absolutely, it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, thanks for joining us on this episode. Yes. We look forward to meeting up with you on their next episode of Healing Courageously. Mm. And remember this nobody tells you they love you today. Randy does. Kathy does. But more importantly, God, God does. does. Be blessed, everybody. Bye, everyone. Have a super, super productive week, and we love you all. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.